Welcome to the CDM Podcast, a production of Contagious Disciple Making. We exist to catalyze movement through coaching, community, and communication. We created this podcast to help everyday Christians to become world-changing disciple makers. I'm Paul Watson, and this is Rebecca Ewing, and you're listening to the CDM Podcast. Like, share, five-star rate, and review this podcast. You can listen to our full premium content by becoming a $5 a month supporter on our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash faithworks, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash faithworks, or just click on the link in the description. To those of you who support this podcast, thank you so much. Your support helps us put tools in the hands of men and women just like you who want to experience a disciple-making movement in their known neighborhood. And now, if you haven't already, you can download the Contagious Disciple-Making app from the Apple Store, from the Android Store, and from the Amazon Store and be able to listen to the free versions of this podcast directly from the app. And if you happen to be a Patreon subscriber, for each episode where there's an additional premium content, there's a button you can click that'll take you right over to Patreon for you to put in your login information and listen to it right there. How cool is that? Super awesome. And the app has a whole lot of other resources that you will love if you're in disciple making. In fact, one of the uh, resources that we're going to be talking about today is inside the app that's going to be incorporated into how we can be able to help other people learn disciple making. And and we really believe this app is going to not only help the people out there personally learn disciple making, but also help other people uh, learn disciple making and help their disciple making communities and the people that they coach. Now, Rebecca, I know you know this because you and I have been talking about it for months, but uh, you who are listening to me right now may not have already started thinking about one of the most important things that you can think about between now and the end of the year, and that is your engagement. You see, the, the, the winter, the fall and winter time in the United States and in Canada is an amazing time to be able to connect with people who are in your neighborhood, to reconnect with family, reconnect with old friends. But guess what? It won't happen if you don't make it happen. Right. Today, we're going to be talking about brainstorming engagement. So not only for yourself, but how you can help other people be able to be brainstorming engagement and how to be able to lay that out. You know, a lot of people say like, oh, well, the summertime's the hardest time to connect with people. I disagree. I actually think that there's plenty of open time in the summertime for people to have barbecues and picnics and hangouts and everything. But the busiest time of year, I believe, is actually the fall into the winter season. Uh, because not only do you have the crushing schedule of extracurricular activities, educational activities, and also the the uproar of ministry, again, within churches and things like that, but also now you have the holidays. And so all the different, you know, uh, parties and programs and celebrations and yada, yada, family get-togethers, yada, 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 that comes in there. So whenever you have a schedule change in the year, whenever you go from fall, winter to spring, from spring to summer, and basically those are the three major ones, at least in the United States. Whenever there's a major schedule change, you really have to lay out and say, okay, how am I going to engage for the next few months? 
because otherwise your schedule is going to rule you. What everybody else's expectations of, hey, do you need to be a part of this. You need to come to this picnic. You need to do whatever. That's going to be pressing on you to do instead of you saying, hey, I've already planned out how I'm going to be a disciple maker. And so at least I can get that in solid. And if I have any extra time for anything else, then I can fit it in. So guys, as we were talking about these things today, I want you to be aware of where you can get a resource on how to be able to help you with the brainstorming. Uh, so in this Contagious Disciple Making app, on the home page, there's Learn Disciple Making, and you click that. And underneath, it says here, Engagement Resources. You click that, and the very first thing that you should see in that list is brainstorming engagement. You click that and in there it has both a button that says notes that has some basic descriptions of certain kinds of engagements. But then underneath it, there is what's something called engagement worksheet. Now in that, there are a list of questions that you can use to help yourself and other people Think about your engagement and you can click right underneath there and type in your answers to each question. Uh, for a while, it should save it inside the app, but really sometimes it gets cleared out. So what you want to do is after you're done with that, there at the bottom, there's a little button that says email. Email it to yourself and you'll always will have that as, as notes for yourself and also other people, you can email it to other people. So like, for instance, if you have a disciple-making community, then you can tell everybody before your next meeting, go through this particular worksheet, email me the, the uh, results of your worksheet, and all of us can come together with some fresh ideas and some fresh thoughts to think about and to talk about at our next meeting. And so now we can have that interconnected sharing of ideas when it comes to brainstorming engagement. And if you're being coached by a CDM coach, such as Rebecca and myself, then you can also email that worksheet to us too. And that way, when you come into your next coaching call, we can have some really constructive conversations about your engagement and how we can help refine that uh, over the next uh, couple of sessions. So in this particular first half of the podcast, we're going to be talking about what makes up a good engagement plan, some tips for brainstorming with people, and then also uh, some engagement types for people to think through and all those things. In the, the premium part of this podcast, we're going to be talking about how we're going to refine our engagement ideas and how that process can be done even better. So first off, what makes up a good engagement plan? So, you know, I, I don't know how many of you guys out there have, you know, tried to do an exercise plan where you're like, I need to get fit. I need to get in shape. And so I need to come up with a solid exercise plan in order to do that. Well, there's... But you mean you mean you don't just walk into the gym and just start like randomly doing jumping jacks in the treadmill? Is that... You don't, you don't do that? It doesn't really work out too well when you do that. Uh, okay. But so what you want is a combination of a quality and a rate of, of exercising. So... So if I were to go to the gym and then say my plan is that every single day I'm going to lift weight, I'm going to do bicep curls with just five pounds, just five pounds. 
every day. That's what I'm going to do all the time. You're going to be to say, okay, I, you know, I don't know how weak you are, Rebecca, which unfortunately at this point I'm pretty weak. But it, I don't know how weak you are, Rebecca, but I don't think five pounds is going to get you in shape. It's not going to actually do anything for you. So in other words, you got to have an actually good quality workout, you know, where you're actually are getting stuff done in, and really challenging yourself within that workout. But if I were to also say, well, I'm going to go and lift 100 pounds for 10 times a one rep in there. And then I say, I'm going to do that once a month. You're going to. You're probably going to say like, uh, first off, if you can pull that off for the first time, that'd be amazing. Uh, but still, just Sounds doing that. Sounds like you might hurt yourself. You might hurt yourself. And even if you you don't, you're just doing that one time a month isn't really going to get you in shape. You have to do it often enough in order to actually get better. And then the last gut, gut thing in this is that if all I do is work my biceps, I'm not going to get in shape. I have to have a variety of exercises to actually exercise my whole body. So why am I going into this in-depth kind of, of analogy? Well, when we're talking- I think everyone is wondering that. They're like, what is going on? It's like, when we're talking she about- She has a point. She has yes, a point. She's getting and, there soon. Yes. Like, right now. Yes, right now. So uh, this- the different things that we're, we look at when it comes to engagement are very similar. So the first thing is you need to have a quality engagement. So, you know, the things that make a quality engagement, things like being able to have conversations with people. If you're not able to have meaningful, deep conversations with people in the engagement it's, you're not going to be able to develop the relationship over time. If all you're doing is maybe it's some type of hobby or activity or, or you're just in the room together, you're not really getting to know the person. Mm-hmm. And so you have to find an engagement that allows you to be able to be around that person. And there are other things that can make it a quality engagement. Like, for instance, you can also make sure that they're around the same people over time. So because if you, it's not really a quality engagement, you can't really develop a relationship if you're not around a person over time. You know, if it's just a bunch of one-off engagements in which you are not, you know, going to necessarily see them again. It's like, okay, I had a re- one really good talk, but I'm never going to see that person again. It's really not a good quality engagement at that particular time. So not only do you need a quality engagement, but you also need quantity. So in other words, a healthy rate of engagement. We kind of, you would say like, well, isn't that what you just said a little bit? But, uh, you know, furthermore, you want to be able to say each week that you're probably planning about two to three different things that you're going to do to meaningfully be around people who don't know Jesus. Because if you're only doing one thing per week, then there's not a lot of forward progress in developing relationships, whether it's with one person or with multiple people that you're trying to do. So you'll find that a lot of times when you're in a DMC and there are people are sharing, they're like, well, I had one conversation with one person. (laughs) There's not as much to talk about. So you want to be able to have a healthy engagement of going out there and being around people. Because ultimately, guys, this is a way of doing life and a lifestyle. 
Exactly, exactly. And the other thing is that you're going to want a variety of ways to engage people. When we're talking about engagement, we want to be able to reflect that just like we would a good exercise plan. So first off, you want to have a good quality engagement, one that actually does something. And so you might say, well, then what is it supposed to do? Well, primarily, it's supposed to develop relationships. It's supposed to allow you to get to know the person and to develop a relationship with them that will allow you to have more uh, deeper and deeper conversations. And so the first thing that it should this a good engagement should allow you to be able to do is to be able to see that person again at some particular point. Now, you know, some of this will be perhaps some of your skills of being able to say, "Hey, we should get together sometime." You know, and and maybe get their number or and be able to follow up with them. But either way, we don't want to have just a bunch of things that we do just to for engagement in which they're all with different people that we never intend upon seeing them again necessarily. Uh, unless, of course, there's some type of miracle that happens and <laughs> in between those things. So we want to be able to try to have a plan to follow up with them. So another good quality of engagement is that you'll be able to, within the engagement, spend as much time as possible in the developing of the relationship. So in other words, you don't want an engagement to where you spend, perhaps if you're going to spend two hours around the person that you're spending, an hour and 45 minutes doing the thing, and then you have maybe five minutes to maybe talk with them for a moment. You want to be able to get into engagements that allow you to have extended time in which you can develop relationship in that and have good conversations. Yeah, I think that having good quality conversations is going to be a part of that too. So we're not talking about conversations where you're just asking them things that they respond yes and no to. We're not talking about having conversations where they're distracted by things that are going on around them, I mean, beyond, you know, normal normal things, but you want to actually dive into, you know, open-ended questions that explore their story, that get to know them, uh, that it's not you nervously, nervously doing all the talking, that uh, you're actually asking them about their story, their journey, what's going on in their life, and then questions to follow up and have them uh, expand on those kind of things. So you, you want uh, one where you can really get to those meaningful conversations. Now, another good uh, quality uh, characteristic is that you're able to either in that particular engagement or in a follow-up one, get to know a whole group of people that, know, mm-hmm. that are in relationship with, uh, with one another, whether it's a friend group or a family or what people would call affinity group, or in other words, a group that is has the same you know vocation or the same hobby or something like that, you know. So you're wanting to actually have these conversations, these meaningful conversations with the entire group, and so because eventually we'd like to be able to form groups from them. And then lastly, when it comes to a, a good quality engagement, is the fact that you want to be able to do good. I mean, not every single one that you you engage people in, it will be doing good works, but you want in ways show love to people and that be a part of your engagements is your, your goal is to love your neighbors, to love the people around you, to love your city and to do good works for it. And that be a part of a good quality engagement. 
And when we're planning engagements, you're going to want to do a variety of engagements. And what I mean by that is you want to make sure that you're engaging in multiple groups and multiple spheres. See, a lot of times people have the, the pattern of engaging the same group of people over and over again, or the same subset of people over and over again. And then they come to me after a while and they're like, Paul, I can't find anybody that's interested. And I'm like, after asking a few questions, I realized they begin engaging the same anywhere from 10 to 50 people over and over and over and over and over again in different ways, but never new people. And so one of the things we teach everyone is to look at your areas of engagement. There's four areas of engagement. How are you engaging people in what we call lifestyle? Lifestyle being your life rhythms. Where do you go to the grocery store? Where do you get your nails done? Where do you get your hair done? Where do you get your coffee? You know, those kind of things. And then we talk about uh, volunteering. You know, where in the area are there people who are serving people who don't know Jesus? Now, here's a tip for that. I try to volunteer with organizations that aren't necessarily Christian. Why? Because then I'm side by side with people who aren't followers of Jesus, and they are the very people that I'm spending the most time with, have the most opportunity to talk with, and therefore have the most opportunity to connect with and to invite into a Discovery Bible study. Then another way, uh, variety or way to, you know, spice up our engagement is through our hobbies. If you pick a different hobby and are deliberate about that, then you can be around different people. Because I guarantee you, the people at the book club at the library may be very different from the people you would engage through martial arts at the local karate dojo. And so by mixing up how and where you're engaged in your hobbies, you'll be able to mix up where you're finding people. And finally, at your job. Now, that one may be a hard one to be able to have variety in, but if you're in a large company, you might be able to mess with when you're eating or going on break, and you might be able to meet people inside your organization that you wouldn't otherwise. Or be aware of opportunities to do cross-departmental projects, whereas before you might have avoided those, you see that now this time not only can it advance your career, but it can help you meet new people that you might not have otherwise talked with before. The point is, is that you want to be able to not put the full weight of your hopes of engaging people on one particular group, one particular person, and one particular area. You want to to be engaging with multiple people, multiple families, multiple things. And through this, you're wanting to be able to hopefully find some people who are open to relationship, open to having spiritual conversations open to eventually having discovery conversations and those are people and groups that you start honing in on. That's why we need to have a good quantity or healthy rate of engagement in order to really be able to, to, to make progress and fi- developing relationships and finding people who are open. We have to be engaging often in the week. So I would begin by doing, you know, somewhere between between two to three various engagements with people uh, in the week. You just plan that in your time and say, every week I'm going to spend meaningful time with unbelievers at least two to three times a week. If you got more, that's great. You're making more progress. But the intent is that you'll be able to eventually start identifying people that are open to relationship open to having, you know, deeper conversations. And so when we do, we want to be able to see these, like like we said earlier, these people frequently. So we should be seeing the same three to five groups of people 
over a two-week period. So you, in other words, you don't let more than two weeks pass <laughs> when you're trying to develop a relationship with a person. And the, the deeper the conversations you're having, the more frequently you should be spending time with them and, and being in and around each other's life. And the way to make this all happen is to make it a lifestyle, right? A lifestyle. not just something that you add into your life. You're not going to be right. able to sustain it if it's something you add into your life. Instead, you've got to figure out how to make it a part of your weekly, daily, monthly rhythms. Like for me, I know that I'm engaging in my local Warhammer store. And so I've just, I've made that determination that this is going to be a part of my life between now and this time next year for at least one year. And that every weekend, I'm going to find a reason to go to the store or to work on things that are going to make it possible for me to engage. So I know that I made that deliberate decision in picking A, a hobby, and B, a frequency weekly to be able to make it a habit and, a, and part of my life rhythms to go in and to engage. And up to this point, I don't have any other hobbies. And so I made this one the focus of my, of my attention. So, you know, again, we want to make this a lifestyle. We want to look, look at our lives and engineer it to where we are around people who don't know Jesus as much as we can. Not saying we don't, we're not ever around other Christians. I'm just saying that we, we need to not live isolated lives anymore. So that we could be out there being salt and light, being able to seek and, and find people who are open to having conversations with us and eventually start Discovery Bible Studies. So let's guys, let's go ahead and go into now some tips for brainstorming for yourself and with other people. So here's some good principles of the kinds of engagements that you, you know, that the quality and the rate of how you should be doing this. But now, how do you go through this process in a good way. Well, one of the things I've already mentioned, like in terms of the Warhammer, was to set a space on my schedule so that I could go there every week. And so you're going to want to take some time and plan ahead and say, what what kind of changes am I going to need to make to my schedule to prioritize engagement with people who don't know Jesus moving forward? So is it like me adding in on every either Saturday or Sunday a time of the week to go in and drop in on the store with my kiddos and to have a conversation with the manager and those kind of things? But also maybe there, there are ways that you're wanting to plan social events that you're going to invite people in the community to. And so you're going to want to plan that far enough ahead so they can get it on their calendars and know when to come. I mean, we just had a friend of ours go out into the neighborhood and invite a bunch of neighbors over for to do an event in their front yard to uh, to make s'mores and do all these other things. And so they hand out a whole bunch of invitations and asked to RSVP. And now she's got some people who've RSVP'd who said they're going to show up for that time. If she hadn't thought in advance, then chances are she wouldn't have had the success that she's had in inviting people and having them to respond. You know, and so that's why we were saying that every single time there's a schedule change in your in, in uh, um, the year, that you that's when you want to really sit down and start planning all these out because you're wanting to get it into the rhythms of your life. And then also, like Paul said, if there's upcoming holidays or events or something, you want to try to plan it, not it plan you mm. when it comes to how you're going about doing it. So. The other thing is, is that you want to try to identify, like Paul said, is to find blocks of time in your schedule in which you're going to reserve 
for these things. And, and through that, maybe even find reciprocal or reoccurring events mm-hmm. to be able to be a part of. In other words, whether it's a community project or, or position that allows you to be able to be in a specific place and spend time with some people over time. Or whether it's a hobby, like Paul said, that would allow you to be able to see the same people of the time you want to do this. Now, when you are when you are brainstorming these particular things, you need to make sure that you're going to set solid plans. Right. Yeah. If you don't do that, then you will pull back from it and the engagement will not happen at the frequency necessary to be able to really, really develop relationships and to find people who are looking for Jesus. Right. We could spend a lot of time spitballing and thinking about ideas, and that will be cool sometime. But we have to put a when and where and how and put it into our schedules, and we have to do that. So we have to do that. How? how what are some different ways we can do that? So first off, you, you'll, you'll like we said, at the beginning of each particular uh, block or, or semester, as you might call it, in the year, you want to be able to lay out some plans in your schedule. The second thing is you want to track each and every week what you're and plan each and every week what you're going to do and how you're going to go about it. So first off, you got what what I like to call an hour of power. So in other words, every week for this is personally for you. Every week you sit down and say, "Okay, I want to engage 2 to 3 times this week at least. How am I going to do it? Where am I going to do it?" Is there anything additional that I need to do or do I need to shift this? How is it going to be done? Now, you can also do this within your DMCs. And I encourage you to do that where at the end of each DMC, you say, okay, everybody, do you have your two to three engagements that you're going to do this week? And make sure everybody has that planned out specifically in some way so that we can make sure that we're actually making progress. And that last one would be like the conversation quadrants as well. So when I walk into the Warhammer store and I'm talking to various people, I try to pay attention to their names and I notice the quality of conversation or the kind of conversation we're having. And then when I leave, I have a little notebook that I carry with me that I just sit there and I draw out that X, Y axis of the conversation quadrants, casual, meaningful, spiritual, and discovery. And then I write the names of people in the appropriate quadrant because that's going to inform my prayer. It's going to inform how I tell my disciple-making community what I've been up to, and it's going to help me remember names for when I go back and see them again, hopefully the following week. And if you'd like to learn more about the conversation quadrants and how that works, we have a inside of our app underneath all CDM videos, there is a conversation quadrant whiteboard video. Four to five minutes long, you could take a look at it, and it has a brief explanation of what that is. And also we have a podcast on it. You can find that underneath all podcasts under engagement. And it's called Conversation Quadrants and allows you to learn a little bit more. We also have, by the way, in this whole brainstorming process, we have a podcast, two podcasts that are great for thinking about engagement and coming up with some ideas. One is, a, is called Being Intentional About Bil- Building Relationships with Unbelievers. And the second one is called Preparing for the Holidays. And so, again, you can find that underneath all CDM podcasts and underneath the engagement category or learn disciple making underneath engagement resources. And so whenever you see engagement in there, you can probably uh, guarantee that it's in there. 
Yeah, and you can also, the, the app comes with a great search feature. So if you ever want to just go to the search, um, click up the three lines, it opens up the menu, type in uh, engagement, and it'll pull up anything inside the app that has the word engagement in it or is associated with engagement. So that's pretty cool, and we refine that all the time. We've been talking about tips for brainstorming so far, and so we've talked about plan ahead, you know, make sure that we're looking at those schedule changes, taking advantage of it. We've talked about setting aside blocks of time in the schedule to find ongoing engagement activities. We just finished talking about setting solid plans, and Rebecca was just about to dive into refining our ideas. So guys, when just that's a part of the, the brainstorming process is that you want to make sure that you're talking about not only like, hey, what's the the top idea that you have on, on your at the top of your head. You know, like, this is what I just thought of at this moment. But we want to try to refine them. And the second part of this podcast, we'll go into more deeply mm-hmm. what that is. But basically, guys, is that you want to be able to help uh, each other know, like, hey, is this really a good quality engagement? Is this actually produ- going to produce fruit? Are you going to really develop relationships through this? What is the best way to do that? And you help people do this. We say this within CDM that we a lot of times adopt the Pixar idea that every idea at the beginning stinks Mm -hmm. until you basically kick it around the creative process and make sure that it's better. And then you come up with the best thing. And so encourage that with it. You know, like for instance, I said, make sure you have your entire DMC fill out that worksheet before you get into things. So when you get in there, it can be about refining ideas and not just about trying to come up with off the top of the head ideas. But you want to make sure that everyone has something going on. You want to get started. Absolutely. And it's, it's, not, it's not okay just to have a bunch of really cool things on paper. I mean, we've actually been coaching disciple-making communities that met over the summer that put a lot of great ideas down on paper and then did not follow up with them. And it was such a disappointment because Rebecca and I would hear these ideas and we were like, oh man, this sounds amazing. And then there would be no follow-through on that idea and, and when that we thought actually had a lot of potential. That the ones that were really great were the, the disciple-making communities that did that yes. came up with a bunch of ideas and, and then they actually followed did through. that. Mm-hmm. And it's so exciting to be able to see how those ideas went from just their the, the board in which they brainstormed over to the conversation quadrants where you could see the results of them actually doing it. So it's yeah. really cool. So guys, now that we've talked about some tips for brainstorming, we're now going to talk about some of the engagement types and how we're we're describing them again. If you were to look underneath a brainstorming, uh, brainstorming engagement entry inside the app, what you'll find in there is a little note section that talks about these various areas to help us understand if we're going to have two to three things that we're going to engage each week, what would they particularly fall under? So, but the first thing to understand, guys, that there's going to be what we call events versus ongoing. So, in other words, you're going to have one-off things that you're going to do. Maybe invite somebody over to your house for dinner or maybe a a, a celebration event or some other one-time project event for your community or something. There's going to be a singular event that allows you to be able to go and meet people. And this is versus the ongoing, like we were saying earlier, regularly reoccurring times in which you're either going to work or having a regular lunch with somebody 
you, you know, and so an ongoing thing that, hey, every Thursday I do this. Every Saturday morning this happens. And so you want to be able to, A, connect the events together so you can have it ongoing or and or have things that are reoccurring kind of engagements. So you want to have a combination of the two when you are looking at how should I engage when it comes to in and through your week. Yeah, and another type of engagement, of course, is hobbies and, and recreation type events. So is this like a actual like hobby that you're going to be taking up, like me for Warhammer? Is it a recreation type event, like like sports with the kids or various things like that? And, and what kind of things along the way can you use to turn it into conversations? So for example, you know, with Warhammer, I go, all right, I need to get the models. I need to ask people which models to get. And so who? Can I engage in the store to talk about that? I need to paint the models. Okay, I don't have to be the best painter. I can ask people, how can you, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? Then I'm going to need to play the game and I could sit there and invite people to do that. In the same way, if you're at a sport event, you might think, oh, well, I'm not playing the game. It's my kid playing the game. Well, you can be the coach. And then you can invite each of the families over. You could sit there and, and be a volunteer on the sideline to make sure that an event goes well. And that puts you next, you know, shoulder to shoulder with other parents to be able to talk with them and develop relationship. Either way, you have to think about those kind of things in advance. Yeah, and, or you can just be where the other parents are and trying to strike up conversations with them as you watch games or practices and, and things like that. So the other kind is community help and involvement. And so, again, this could be anything from being involved in some local school clubs, uh, athletic clubs, uh, PTAs, you know, things like that out there to being involved with various, uh, you know, business uh, kind of things where, where you're out there developing business. Sometimes they have business clubs and business owners that get together and, and talk about leadership and all the different types of stuff. This could be um, this could be something in which you're you're doing good works for people or part of some charities or whatever. Sometimes it could even just be, hey, me and this other person are going to go around and do some good for our neighborhood. We're going to help the people around it. We're going to do this single project. So, you you know th that's a different category. But guys, those things, events, hobbies, community help. That allows you to get out and ha and make casual and starting meaningful relationships with people. Mm -hmm. May you might dip into some spiritual conversation, but in other words, it allows you to, to be able to start developing the relationships. But what you're going to need to do is from there get to personal connection, what I call person connect personal connection kind of engagements, where now you can say from the the soccer uh, get together. You can say, uh, excuse me, soccer team is a soccer coach or something like that. You say, hey, I want to invite the parents uh, in the various parents over to my house so that I can personally get to know them. And so now we're getting to know people on a deeper level that we invite people to do things as families, as friend groups that are now more relaxed, more personal. They're not programmatic. They're not, you know, activity, we got to get the thing done, minded, and allows us to be able to develop a relationship and have deeper conversations. My suggestion to people is that they have at least one or two options during the week 
uh, that is open in their schedule to have personal connection times. So this would be, for instance, a, you know, Taco Tuesday, where you're saying every Tuesday, I'm going to have some kind of family who doesn't know Jesus over to my house to, to, um, to have, spend time with my family. It may be, hey, I want to have a lunch on Saturday afternoons open so that I could always be around people or, you know, something like that. Two different options where you can say in a week, I can, I can fill up either one of these things and uh, with a personal connection that I'm making with and being able to have deeper conversations with the people that I'm engaging on the overall with these other things. Now, hey, you could, some, some of this might become more and more personal as time goes on. Maybe you're getting really to know some of these people and now your engagement times are more and more frequently personal connection times. That's and right. that's great. That's great. But at least you want to make sure that you're having them as soon as you can from these out and about being an out and about with people. That's right. I'm Paul Watson. This is Rebecca Ewing, and you've been listening to the first half of our CDM podcast. Uh, Like, share, five-star rate, and review this podcast on both the Apple Store, on wherever you listen to it. We would love for you to do that. And we will be back with our premium content right after the break. We're going to be talking about how we take these brainstorming ideas that that we've just been talking about and how we can refine those engagement ideas in order to make them the most effective. Now, if you can listen to our full premium content by becoming a $5 a month supporter on our Patreon page, that's patreon.com slash faithworks, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash faithworks, or click on the link in the description. And as always, if you haven't downloaded the CDM app, you can search for Contagious Disciple Making in the Apple Store and the Android Store. Download the app where you can listen to our free content and find the link to the connected premium content. We'll see you in in the next side. Thanks for listening to the CDM podcast. To hear part two, become a supporter on our Patreon page. If you're listening in the CDM app, you can click below or you can find the link in the description. For coaching or other resources, connect with us at ContagiousDiscipleMaking.com or download the Contagious Disciple Making app.